So, hello all. This is blonde haired girl. <laughs> uh, I decided to, I decided to stream on my YouTube station and also record for my, my uh, podcast. Uh, do a double, a double thing at the same time. So, <laughs> I just got done watching, I'm not sure what you call it, a movie documentary on, on Brian Rose, London Real uh, documentary. And it, it fits in to my subject matter because I've been talking about this um, throughout the last few months, but also I've been talking about it. Um, I'm t I want to turn off. I can't stand that dong dinging sound. It's, I guess it's like letting me know I got an email. So I'm actually going to see if I can, um, I don't know if I turn that off. I'm not sure if I, you'll be able to hear me. Anyway, uh, I had listened to it uh, when it was actually streaming earlier today. And then my son, who has been really, really active in, in all of this, I let him watch it uh, this afternoon. And so I, watched, I just got done watching it again, and I had the same reaction both times to it of real sadness. <laughs> just sadness. Uh, it is just um, quite unbelievable. <laughs> just sort of this stuff has been just going on for years, hasn't it? Uh, years. And, um, and my own experience uh, with it, I had talked in several of my videos about my, my personal experience with my son who is diagnosed autistic and vaccinations and I I was remembering like I think I had talked about this that when my son my oldest son was vaccinated I remember taking him and having suspicion about it like I wasn't entirely sure it was the best choice I mean I just didn't know I felt I felt um ambivalent about it like I just wasn't really sure if if it was the best course of action and he ended up having his first seizure several months after the MMR the MMR was for some reason uh, the one that I was the most worried about but even then I didn't realize that um, that he was anywhere in the spectrum and so since then, uh, since then, I I have had this um, uh, gosh, just thoughtfulness about it all. But what really bothers me more so is that we can't have a conversation about it. That's the part that makes me the most nervous in all of this is that we can't have a conversation about it that doesn't get. Um, heated and we can't share our expertise we can't like come together and share our expertise in all of this which would be really nice 
if we were able to come together and and um and be able to share our expertise having to do with the vaccinations but the other aspect about it that is very concerning is this trust stamp and they showed it really clearly in the documentary uh, and it was really strange i was uh i was on a what my whatsapp uh, recently and I noticed that it had this stamp on it the the what's my whatsapp has like this like if you if I opened up my my profile there's this stamp some kind of um, code uh, and that's what the this stamp looked like that that they are wanting to uh, associate us with and I had shared also, I think in my last um, live regarding uh, that I had seen this, um, uh, I'm not sure what it was, but these were uh, girls, young girls that were in China. I don't know if they were reporters or what, but they were in China and they could not get on the airplane without a COVID test. And, um, and there was an app on their phone that they that the test results was going back to and so it's all just a very it's so contrary to where i thought we were going as a species and it's so complex it's so complex and it's just so weird because they're talking about all these players that i have been like I had shared, um, <laughs> I had shared about this one person who is like throughout the documentary, but if I say who it is, I, you know, because I already have had one of my YouTubes that, that was locked. And so I'm not going to say his name, but I had done this podcast about this particular person, um, that I had seen a, a Netflix documentary on him and I was, I, I found it to be a really interesting documentary and in this documentary he had um, he had three different areas of philanthropy <laughs> and one of them was the um, the immunizations and so I and then I had done this uh, I'd done a podcast about this Jeffrey Epstein and they made that connection as well. Like all these people uh, and this connection is just so very, very strange to see in one uh, movie, documentary, whatever we would call it. So, but my, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just, I mean, could you even imagine I mean, can you even imagine, even for a minute, that we would be able to lock down the entire world the way it has been locked down? It's like the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing that uh, we... <laughs> I'm looking at something because I had... Um... <laughs> I had taken... Uh this little um, ball from my, 
my students in my class I was teaching and uh, I had students that I was um, that I felt like would benefit from having it and they had I noticed that they had oh no they haven't it's called a dirt bag huh <laughs> it's called a dirt bag it's actually the logo on there I thought they had written something on it anyway sorry about that um so I guess I don't really have my thoughts together about this. I haven't really processed it very much. But I, I'm really quite confused and needing to do a little bit of thinking about this because it was my understanding that we were going into a time in history, the greatest time in history for us to be able to have this idea of heaven on earth, this idea of peace, and the consciousness of the planet had gotten to a level or was going to be going to a level of a possibility of world peace. And, and I don't like to say level because I feel like there's a sense of spiritual pride in that, but the effects on the planet between being in a consciousness of, of even competition and love is just completely different. It's a different frequency of fear, uh, hatred, uh, and then you have love, um, love <laughs> I can't really think of I can't come up with <laughs> anything better than love um but sorry about that I just can't right now but um so I'm quite like dismayed in a way <laughs> I'm just like are you serious um but here's the other thing that I, I happen to know that I got this sense that, that time is not what we think of time. And so if time is not what we think of time, then, then, and I had also had this theory of, of the possibility of timelines, some timelines going backwards and some timelines going forward. So it's kind of going in this opposite direction in time and so if time is just as weird as I think it is and is in some ways kind of non-existent as we think it is because I mean it seems like we have a lifetime right like like we're born you know we we seem to kind of age in a way like in the sense of you know I'm now older than I was when I was um, a different time in my life, seemingly. <laughs> but I had this, uh, like, really weird, like, like that, that, like, all these, all these possibilities, these, like, parallel lives. I talk about parallel lives, and at some point, I had actually sensed that, that we have these parallel lives, and so, and so, Perhaps all of these timelines are all going on at the same time. <laughs> so you have this timeline that is going on, like 
you know, it is the ending of my shirt. And then there's this other, <laughs> we just don't have the circuitry in our brain to, act, to see it yet, yet. However, we, I don't know that we would ever want to be able to see infinity of timelines, right? Because it would be, it would, it would not be good. <laughs> yep, this is kind of wild stuff. But anyway, so I'm just, uh, this is not how I had pictured it going down at all. Like, I thought that, I didn't know exactly what I thought, but I just had this understanding that, that it was just going to look different on the planet. And that we were going to be able to live the life that we want to live and um, and be joyful and happy and prosperous and abundant and this idea of literally like heaven on earth. And so I don't really know what's happening except for the fact that that possibly this is like a last a last kind of um, holding on to the old in because you know sometimes that's what happens um, things get worse before they get better there's this like um, the calm before the storm maybe the chaos before the calm <laughs> the chaos before the calm you know and some people have kind of laughed me off and said, you know, we'll always have war. And, and, and it is kind of true that we are, are, that, that the war, the, the, the negativity is quite addicting to our brain, getting this hit. I had heard, um, I'd watched this amazing, I really enjoyed it. It was a YouTube by this guy, um, James Janney, I think. James Janney, maybe? And he had done this YouTube on the toxic world of like, of uh, self-help. And, and he was talking about that in, in that book, that like this hit from every single time that we touch our cell phone. Like, <laughs> like we get this really quick hit, you know, from, from, touching her, you know, uh, but I think it's even more so than that in the sense that I don't think it's necessarily exactly what he's thinking. I think it's also connection. I think it is, it is part of our connection to one another at this point. I think we're seeking connection. And so when we, when we go into our, our TikTok account or even our email, our you know, Facebook, it's all about this desire within ourselves to connect. And so I really think that it is about that. I mean, it's sad that it, it has come to, to us connecting like on an apparatus this way. <laughs> we have like, I have like all my TikTok friends, you know, and it's kind of funny. I come on here and it's like YouTube. I go on 
you know, hello Instagram on my Instagram, you know, hello TikTok on my TikTok. <laughs> um, so I have like all these virtual friends, virtual. But I have really good friends in real life too that I enjoy spending time with. But, um, but I think that it is indeed about about connection as well as as the hit from the actual like uh what we're getting from spending so much time on on social media on, on our cell phones in particular texting is such um but this addiction to like the news because I mean I remember um after this most recent election I was quite I was quite active on mostly uh Twitter and I had um I had gotten my Twitter account down to like exactly the people that I only wanted to hear from so when they talk about this idea of these information bubbles it's completely true so I had gotten, you know, all these, I had gotten down to the only these people that I wanna, wanna interact with. And, and I had it down to a science. And it's so weird because now, <laughs> now I go on and, um, and I am quite the minority in this group. I'm quite the minority in this group because I am so suspicious of what is going on. I am so suspicious of what is going on. I just can't shake it. I cannot shake this feeling that just something is amiss. Something is amiss. It's just awry. There's just something not quite right with all of it. Um, and I, I do believe that it is leading to this, this vaccine. I do. And so what do we do? So what do we do? I am um, like, what do we do? What do we do if we can't buy food? If we can't by food like and so I get myself in kind of a quandary because I, 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 I have this understanding that we create our reality and so by me focusing on on these topics I am I am part of the collective creation of that reality or the creation of the reality even for myself and so if I want to create a different reality, I have to focus on the reality that I am wanting. And so throughout the day, I am practicing that. I am practicing um, what, what um, Bruce Lipton, beloved Bruce Lipton, he talks about it in this beautiful way. He talks about the honeymoon effect. He talks about, about being so in love that nothing really matters. Most of us, I think, have been in love at some point in our life and just totally got this concept. Like you can't sleep. It doesn't matter if you're tired. You're just in love. 
<laughs> Doesn't matter. Whatever happens, I can hit every red light between here and my destination, and it doesn't matter because I am so in love. I am so unfazed. I'm just unfazed. <laughs> and, 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 and here's my quandary between that, staying unfazed, and also, also having some understanding about what is going on some understanding about what is going on and and preparedness preparedness i mean even you know jesus talks about preparedness and being prepared I'm trying to remember the exact verbiage i'm really out of my biblical um studies so <laughs> i can't remember but so I've been also following this uh, person, Peggy Hall. Uh, I have really enjoyed her, and I actually found her on TikTok, which I think I thought was so interesting. They they had put her up as an example of foolishness. <laughs> look at this! Look at this foolish lady, and see that's exactly what is done. That's exactly what is done is to is to talk about how you know sort of like Noah in the ark you know people were laughing at him too God told him to go build an ark right go build the ark. there's going to be this flood and everybody's looking at Noah going what the heck hmm so anyway that person who um is preparing and she had talked about us storing up food and water and and being prepared for a not having electricity, not having, um, you know, being able to have access to food. And it was so interesting yesterday in the neighborhood I live at, we had a storm. So we had a storm that actually knocked out our electricity. And I, for the first time in a really long time, had this sense of fear. I really did. I didn't know when the electricity was going to come back on. In the past, I really had not been worried about it. I mean, I knew that eventually the electricity would come back on, but this time, with everything that's going on, I just, I just don't know. So it was a really weird feeling for me, um, especially having listened to her, to her, um, some of her YouTubes. You can find her on YouTube and probably other platforms. I don't know what other platforms that she is on, but she did uh, <laughs> She did have one on today that was super interesting where she was talking about, um, she was talking about uh, um, immunizations and sterility, which is another thing that I've actually heard of in the last few months but I I tend to be very Pollyanna I really do I have this Pollyanna idea in life I really do because I believe that there's a force that is greater than all of this I really do, not a force, 
not a force, but a power, the power of goodness and of love. And I actually believe in the power of that and it to, for us to be able to, and our bodies to be able to adapt. I'm not sure exactly what I would say to a parent whose child had been affected, but my child was affected. So I guess that I do have an understanding. I do. I also had something happen that I haven't talked about in any of my YouTubes. I don't know if I've talked about this in any of my podcasts. I had a nephew who got cancer. He got cancer in like 98. A rare form of cancer. He had a tennis ball sized tumor in his chest. And the oncologist had said that he had a 70% chance of survival. And after many, many, after about a year of chemotherapy and radiation, he had about a month where they said that the cancer had been, had not changed. The, he had a schwannoma. It was the same cancer that was in, um, in the movie 50-50. Those of you who have seen that movie, my nephew had that same kind of cancer. It was a, a completely devastating experience. I don't know how to describe it exactly. But they had, um, they had, the cancer had come back and it was a, it was a nerve cancer. It's a nerve sheath cancer. And so he ended up, by the time that he passed away, he was completely paralyzed. I remember the day that he actually passed away. It was the weirdest thing. Honestly, this is the weirdest thing. Just, there are no coincidences in this world, my friends. We think things are a coincidence, but they're not. And I remember back then having this fleeting thought, I really, really hope he doesn't pass away on this certain day, which is March 22nd, because it was my niece's birthday his cousin. And I remember that day. I remember March 22nd. I remember that morning. Nobody could go. It was a Monday. And so I was going over and I really I had gone over to see him over the weekend and I I cannot describe what I saw and I can't describe Exactly, there's just no words for what it felt like. But then I remember going over, because I really, really, really didn't, I was actually kind of afraid, I'm just gonna admit that I was afraid, I did not wanna watch him pass out of his body. I get to the house and my niece had left a note on the door saying that he had, I 
think something of the nature he had gone to be with the ward. So he had already passed away when I got there. But this really weird thing happened when I was at the house and I was getting ready and my, my, my four-year-old son, he wasn't quite four years old, the one who was diagnosed autistic, he was in the kitchen and he was, I, I, I think I was standing by the, by the refrigerator and he was in the kitchen and he was, he was shouting his name over and over again. The name of his cousin who was sick and passing away. It was the weirdest thing. It was like he saw him. I wonder to this day if he did. He saw a spirit. Wouldn't surprise me if he came by and visited us there. During this time, it was just the weirdest thing. Um, my sister and my brother-in-law had been going through this whole thing about insurance. This whole insurance debacle thing. And, um, and so the oncologist had very unmercifully said, we will not give you any more chemotherapy unless you pay for it. $10,000 a treatment. I believe there will be a time not so distant future where chemotherapy is going to be barbaric. Really, kind of a weird concept, actually. So I go to, um, I go to, I was working in Phoenix, like not that long ago, and then I would, I had been, I live in a small town, and so going to Phoenix was kind of a, 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 interesting thing for me. I was sort of out of that bubble, in my own little bubble. And there would be all these signs for these hospitals. And I'd just be like, my God, it's just a business. It's a business. Sick people. It's a business. And so, <laughs> I don't know, I guess I've just always just kind of been a little bit odd and I just, I'm not very trusting, I guess. I don't know, I've had this skepticism about what is going on as a generality. <laughs> but then I also believe in the goodness I think that there's a lot of really good people here on this planet. A lot of really good, well-meaning, loving, wonderful people. I think there's a lot of them. And so I'm just gonna keep doing what I do. And that is, I'm going to keep my meditations. I'm going to keep meditating and I'm going to keep 
trying to emanate love. I'm going to keep practicing the alignment with the source of all that is. I'm not sure what's coming for me yet, actually, because I have put out some intentions today. I, I'm not really sh exactly sure how all these pieces fit together, <laughs> but I had an experience two years ago, about two years ago, 2018, the summer of 2018, that I write about in my book. If you are interested in this book, you can contact me. My, um, my email is in my link. <laughs> you can also find me on my website, blondehairgirl.com. This is the other thing that I know, so it just really doesn't matter. Because in the end, the only assurance we have is the love of God, the source of everything that is. That's a pretty, pretty great thing to have. It's the assurance of the love. Here, there, all around us. The oxygen that we breathe. So that's what I know. It's a lot I don't know. And the more I know, the less I know. <laughs> but the one thing I do know for sure is that it is safe to put our assurance and the creator, the source of everything that is. <laughs> so I'm gonna end this podcast. I will be back with other ideas. I appreciate you all. I appreciate you so much. Love you, love you. <laughs> anyway, I will be back. And that's a wrap.